Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we talk about March and Madness, we bring on Tommy basketball players Ryan Lindbergh and Kaya Porter to wrap up their seasons, and we preview our spring sports teams to keep an eye on, and of course, some national sports news. Welcome to our third episode of Keep the Ball Rolling. Me and Carly are here, back from spring break. How was your spring break? It was good. Um, I didn't really do much. I went home, back to Green Bay, and just kind of relaxed. Did some homework. I caught up on homework and got ahead for this week, so I'm kind of just chilling now. That sounds boring. I walked my dog, <laughs> slept in, watched some Netflix. Nice. What'd you do? I went to Florida. Florida? Uh, with my family. Where in Florida? Destin, Florida. Oh, what'd you do there? Um, watched basketball. I was on the beach for like six days or six hours a day, so that was pretty nice. Got jealous. really tan. Yeah, you're looking super tan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, March Madness is going on when I was there. I know. And I I guess I did watch a lot of basketball too. Yeah. One of my favorite times of the year, that's for sure. Um, I love March Madness. I love the Cinderella stories and all the storylines going on throughout the entire thing. And I like jumping on bandwagons. That's one of my favorite things to do. I'm pretty good at that too. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> making my bracket. Um, I always overthink my bracket. It takes me like three days to fill it out. And then this year it almost worked. Um, I started out slow though. Really, really bad early bracket. I was in like the 10th percentile. And okay. then, um, but then I started to get hot towards the end because I That's had- all that matters. Yes, right? <laughs> I had Auburn in the final four, which is, that was like one of my best picks. And I also had Oregon in the Sweet 16. So that worked out well. And then Duke lost, so I lost. A lot of people lost when yeah. Duke lost. You know, I didn't even actually make a bracket this year. And wow. I don't like myself for it. I, it's just something that comes up so quickly and I forgot. So then after I just make one in my head. Sure. So people don't really believe me, but I don't know. I have Virginia winning it all. <laughs> all who right. Who do you have? You had Duke. I had Duke. Okay. Um, yeah. So who do you think is going to win now? <sighs> well, we're going to talk about the Final Four in a little bit. Um, okay. I we'll, think we'll Virginia is going to win, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give my thoughts um, okay. a little bit there. One thing I noticed about this year was there's a lack of Cinderella stories. Yeah. Um, you, you know, usually you get teams like Wichita State or VCU or Davidson with Steph Curry uh, in years past where it's a double-digit seed making a run. But we didn't really have that this year. Um, the closest thing we had was Oregon, but they're a Pac-12 team, so like they're not Cinderella story. This is a major college that happened to be a double seed, but they made it to the Sweet 16, so it doesn't really count. Um, Wofford was kind of close, but they ended up losing to Kentucky. They were the closest thing we had. And even they were ranked when the season ended, so it wasn't even a Cinderella story. What is your definition of Cinderella story? <laughs> How do you tell definition, the viewers? I, okay, so I'm going to say Cinderella story has to be a seven seed or above okay. for sure. It That's not – you can't argue that. It has to be. They have to have one star player that takes over games when it matters, and they have to be a team that no one was expecting to go as far as they did. Wow, that's I'd pretty say. specific. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what I think is a Cinderella story. <laughs> that's Alex's Peop- Cinderella story. That's, that's mine. You know? Okay. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. No, yeah. Because absolutely. then you get like really good teams playing at the end, and it's kind of fun. Um, it makes for some high quality basketball, that's for sure. You get to see the two best. You get to see the best teams playing against each other. That's true. Very true. Um. But there were some really fun games, uh, especially, especially this late. Weekend. Oh my gosh, this whole week has been awesome. Especially Purdue. For some reason, Purdue was just seeing these classic basketball games. Um, the first one was Virginia versus, or I guess the first one was Tennessee versus Purdue. Um, Tennessee won, no, sorry, Purdue won 
99 to 94 in the Sweet 16 in overtime. And this hurt me because I had Tennessee in the championship game, actually. A lot of people did. Yeah. They're a really good team, um, but they lost. Very sad. Uh, This game will always be, to me at least, will always be known as the Ryan Klein game. Um, He was a shooting guard for for Purdue. He scored 27 points and was 7 for 10 on three-pointers. Whoa. And he was just like, he was crazy good. It reminded me of Michael Hannon in the Tommy's basketball game. He just didn't miss, and he made some huge shots for uh, the Boilermakers. And, yeah, I was mad. Tennessee um, lost, and it kind of made me sad. But I didn't really get to appreciate (laughs) Purdue because of that. But It's all right. Yeah. Because then they got to play Virginia. Your team, Virginia. My team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And Virginia – Won that game 80 to 75 in overtime in the lead eight. But the story of the game was um, Carson Edwards, that's for sure. He finished with 42 of the team's 75 points. He had 10 three pointers. It's just ridiculous. That's crazy. Ridiculous. Um, and the next highest score for Purdue was seven points. Really? Yeah. Holy so if like wow. he could get any help like at all, that would be helpful. That would, that would just stink because they lost. And after having a game like that, just I mean, having a tournament like that. Exactly. He um he scored 139 points in four games, just <laughs> averaging like 30, that's like 35 points a game, and that's the most that's the most points in that time since 1990. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he was just going off. He was like this year's like Jimmer Fredette or like Kemba Walker. It was ridiculous. That and game was so. Did you watch that Purdue? Yes. Game? Well, crazy. so I I just gotten home from my flight from mm-hmm. Destin, and I pull up to my house and I open the door. And, like, I watched, like, the last, like, three minutes. Yeah, that's all that mattered. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. though, that was the best part. Well, so I got off I got off the plane. I was looking at my Twitter, and people were just going crazy about Carson Edwards. So mm-hmm. I was looking up his stats, and he had, like, like 30 points in, like, in the early second half. I'm like, what is going on? He was unbelievable. Um, so I watched uh, the uh, Virginia big man, Diakite. He hit the jumper at the buzzer on a crazy play. That was such an awkward shot, yeah. but he's so tall, and I can't yeah. believe that went in. That was a shot that someone would take in, like, 1972. <laughs> Just, like, a weird, like, mid-range jumper. Yeah. It was, like, right by – in between, like, the free throw line and then the block. Yeah, it, was it like, a weird... was a we- – no one takes shots from there, but he did. Um, really good pass by that. Really good play by um, – I forget what the guy's name. Number 12 for Virginia, I think. Really good play to track down that free throw. Ty Jerome, who was, like, a 90% free throw mm-hmm. shooter, missed. I know. Um, and, of course – but I guess that helped them in the end. Exactly. Um it got tipped up there, and that number 12 tracked it down and made a fantastic pass, and he had that incredibly awkward uh, shot. The you, announcer, you could call him a March Madness hero for that, pretty much. Yeah, and that's, like, one of the only buzzer beaters that we've had. Even though it's, like, it t- they didn't win it, they tied it, but mm-hmm. it's been weird. They haven't had many buzzer beaters, but there's been some terrific games, that's for sure. And the announcer for that game for the game goes, he goes, for the win, and he, that's what the announcer said. Oh, really? And I, I was like, what? You won it? But no, it's a tie. <laughs> tie, yeah. yeah. So I didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that by the announcer. Did you watch the then the Duke game after? Yes. I have a confession. What was your confession? I am a fan of Duke basketball. Um. Okay. That's it, okay. We'll accept you. Yeah, but you you accept me, but people don't. Okay. And um, <laughs> it all started because my dad gave me a number a Duke number four jersey when I was like five, and that's that was JJ Redick. Okay. So like, and now I'm just a huge, huge fan. Okay. And like, it's I'm a closeted fan because people don't. They don't like that. Yeah. They don't like that Do you at love all. Zion? I love Zion. Okay. I love Zion so much. He's I'll talk about Zion that, guy. how sad I am. Um, okay. 
sad, Alex. It's not I – don't, I don't know. I get sad talking about it. But they had some classic games in the tournament. Um, they almost lost to Central Florida, which is crazy. They mm-hmm. had Central Florida, is, if people have seen, they have Taco Fall, who's 7'6", who's kind of making oh, some yeah. headlines. Um, tall, tall guy. Uh, but uh, UCF had a chance to win it at the end on an inbounds play, and the guy botched a layup. And then the next week – that's like something you do in fifth grade. Yeah. Well, guess what? The next week, Virginia Tech, another botched layup for the win. Yeah. So Duke was just scraping by. And they're I both, remember seeing replays of that. They're it's both so funny. really, really good games. And like it's a, it's like a layup like I think me and you can make. Probably. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess they choked under pressure. Um, so they won those games. And then the Michigan State game, it was kind of a slappy game. Um, Michigan State won 68-67. Uh, Kenny Goins had a three-pointer Game-winning three-pointer with 34.1 seconds left. And then uh, Duke ran out the clock on the other end, um, and R.J. Barrett drove, was fouled, and missed missed his first free throw. Free throws literally win games. They're free. They're free. They're free for a reason. You have to make them. He didn't, and then he tried missing the second one and made it, so that's just hilarious. I definitely feel like a lot of people's brackets were busted after that game. Oh, yeah, I think like I'm sure like 40% of people had Duke winning it, so oh maybe even more. Um, Bummer. Yeah, but it was sad. I'm really, uh, I'm really sad that Zion's leaving. And th- Zion's a guy who's people don't like Duke basketball. People despise Duke basketball. But I think everyone can agree that watching Zion this year was absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, so good. I mean, he's like I don't want to say it, but he's like the next LeBron. He could be. Like he's so athletic. He could play any sport he wanted to. Would be the best at it. He's just one of those. That's a cool name. Zion. Zion, yeah, like so Mount cool. Zion. I love it. Mount Zion. Um, Mount Alex. Mount Alex, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, something went wrong with this Duke team, and I'm not quite sure what. They had uh, the top three recruits in the in this class. And you think if you have the top three recruits, like you're, that's like Final Four, like locked in almost. And part of the reason was that they just didn't have three-point shooters. Um, they were like 300th in the nation. At three-point shooting, which is in, – in the league yeah. t- or in basketball today, like, three-point shooting is such a big deal. That's like all you, people do. Yeah. You look how, like, um, Carson Edwards had, like, all these three-pointers and they mm-hmm. and they won many games because of it. So if Duke had some three-point shooting, they'd probably win this game. Probably – I don't want to say it. They'd probably go make it to the championship. They had some sort of bench three-point shooter, which they didn't. And they need to figure that out because that's what went wrong for them. They just yeah, they couldn't shoot three pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know R.J. Barrett had a big three point shot uh, to take a lead, but at the end of the game, look what it wanted for Michigan State was a three point shot. So exactly. in this in this day and age, you need a three point shooter. But good news is the Final Four is in Minneapolis this year. I'm so excited. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what you're doing? Yeah. About that. So I'm actually going to a Final Four event on Friday hosted at U.S. Bank. Um, It's called Full Court Press. It's hosted by the United States Basketball Writers Association and Sports Capital Journalism Program. So they're putting on an event for aspiring young sports journalists like myself, and it's just an opportunity for us to be around that entire atmosphere, which is super cool. There's a panel discussion we get to attend in the morning. Um, we're able to attend all media functions like the normal media. We c- we get passes to go to yeah, all that's, of it. That's really cool. So I'm super excited we get to attend the press conferences where we can listen to the coaches and players. Um, there's a presentation of the Oscar Robertson Trophy for the Player of the Year ceremony. Um, we get to go to team practices. 
and see the Reese's College All-Star Game. So I'm super excited. That's a great opportunity. A, yeah, good experience. It really good is. Opportunity. There's a book group of about, I think, six or seven of us coming going from Tommy Media. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited. And the I final four teams. Oh, yeah. The final four teams are Texas Tech, Auburn, Virginia, and Michigan State. So who do you think is going to win? Well, here's look at the matchups yeah, first. It's um, Auburn versus Virginia. I'm actually really excited about that about this game because Auburn's a super fast paced team. Shoot a lot of three pointers. Game first, do you know? I think it is. I think okay. it's like a five o'clock, five forty, okay. something like that. Good to know. Um, you know the the March Madness games are always at a weird time. It's I always know. like like six oh nine, just like yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, that game is first. Uh, really excited about it. The ne- next game, not so excited. Um, yeah. Texas Tech versus Michigan State. Texas Tech is is they're a really good defensive team, like all time defensive team. Mm-hmm. But it's really I'm just not excited about that game. I think it's a little bit Duke bitterness going into that one. Oh, like Duke should be there. Yeah. yeah, but Auburn versus Virginia, it's it's gonna be a really nice, um, really cool battle of styles. Virginia likes to play really good defense, uh, slow pace. Where Auburn likes to push the ball forward, shoot a lot, of, shoot a lot of shots in a single game. Um, and Auburn's probably the hottest team in the country. I really like them. I kind of jumped on their bandwagon this year. So you want them to win? Yes, I want them to I win. I want Virginia to win. My so guess. Maybe we should put a little bet on this. You think? I All think right. So. $5? $5. Let's do okay. it. I'm thinking um, I want Auburn to win. I'm thinking Virginia wins, and I'm thinking Michigan State wins. Yep, I'm, I think, I'm I think that's Michigan what we're going to see. Those are the, both of the favorites, so it's kind of like cheating, but I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and I think Virginia's going to win it all. I think you're gonna, your pick's going to be right there. But I want Auburn. I'll be cheering for Auburn, that's for sure. Um, it's a little different, the Final Four this year, because there's a, kind of a lack of, like, blue bloods, mm-hmm. like pe- teams that we really don't know. Yeah. No North Carolina, no Duke, no Kentucky. No Kentucky, yeah. Um, which isn't bad. That's fun. Um, it's still the Final Four, so it's still going to be fun. And, yeah, I think I'm cheering for Auburn. Good. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I'm cheering for Virginia, so – do you get to go to the games? No, we don't. That's what oh. kind of stinks. They don't. It's just a Friday media pass. Okay, that's still really. cool. I know they were. They said they apologized for not giving us like discounted tickets or anything, but it's okay. Yeah, I'll and, and the tickets skyri- uh, skyrocketed because mi- when Michigan State won it. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're so close. Close like, people are just gonna drive. They, yeah. Um. So I know the tickets went through the roof after Michigan State won. But yeah, it's it's good for this. It's good for the city. Good it's um bringing a lot of people, just like the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl is awesome. Mm-hmm. Except Uber is gonna be like. It's like thirty dollars. Oh, oh my gosh, the Super Bowl was so bad. Yeah, so good luck getting downtown. Um, tell you that yeah, much. Friday. Hmm, yeah, it's on. gonna be tough. Didn't even think about that. Yep. Well, there you go. Now, now you know. All right. Okay. I think that's a wrap yep. for our March Madness talk. Yep. Love March Madness. Now we welcome on Tommy basketball players Ryan Lindbergh and Kaya Porter. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Um, so you guys just got finished with some, uh, some training, right? Some, uh, strength and conditioning. That's pretty mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> we're just going to jump in right in with a couple questions. Um, we're not going to be too serious. We're going to have a good time here. But, uh, <laughs> first we're going to ask, what is both of your favorite moments of the season? We'll start with Kaya and then Ryan can go after. Okay. Um, I'd say for me, like every day there's something to be grateful for, but I think our last weekend playing at home when we beat Amherst and then Warburg, I think those are 
two nights and two games I'll remember forever. Just like the energy in the gym was unreal. And it just like, it was the accumulation of all the hard work we put in the season to just kind of take down the defending national champions and then yep. uh, beat the only team that beat us by 20 earlier in the season. So it just, it was like one of those days where you just, you remember that exact feeling of just how much like, excitement love for your teammates and your coaches so yeah. definitely probably that weekend that Amherst game was really good we were wa- yeah. uh, we were we, the basketball men's basketball team was at dinner and we were watching on our <laughs> smartphones and oh, um, yeah. we were kind of bummed out when they hit the extend <laughs> overtime a little right, nervous a little nervous but definitely you guys pulled it out um yeah. played well in overtime yeah um yeah probably top moment of the season one of them has to be for sure winning the conference again um that was a big deal for us but then also Going down to Nebraska Wesley and winning our first game and then beating the defending champions on their home floor was probably a feeling none of us will ever forget. It yeah. was it's kind of you go in there as the underdog. We all had the confidence that we could win the game and just kind of shutting down a big fan section like that and holding their team to um, kind of 15 points less than the average per game was a whole lot of fun and something we'll always remember as well. I think that's what Coach Tower said too. He I did, he yeah. Said, yeah. yeah. So I must have been. I wish I was down there for that. I was watching it on my on my laptop at home, but Me too. that was awesome. You're a little hot that game, huh? Uh, just a little, a little, yeah. little hotter. Really. <laughs> so Ryan, you were a scoring threat this year for your team. You averaged a solid eight point zero points per game, and we're hot from the three point line. What are you gonna do in this off season to better yourself? Uh, yeah, this offseason, obviously, a main focus is to continue to work on um, the three-point shot, just always try to raise that percentage, but then also just finding different ways to score because of the amount of conference games we play, all the other teams and other coaches know each player's strengths, so finding new ways to attack the rim and finding different ways to get shots from 15 feet will be a huge key for me this offseason. Cool. All right, so Kai, you were awarded the NCAA Elite 90 Award for the women's basketball uh, during the Final Four. It's an honor um, that goes to the player with the best uh, grade point average among the 60 players in uniform at the D3 Final Four. Um, what is your secret to maintaining a 3.95 GPA and being a vital part of the women's basketball program? Because I'd like to know, too. That's a crazy <laughs> GPA for a student athlete. Oh, yeah, well, That's unbelievable. Thank you. Um, I guess I just, like, the reason I kind of say came to St. Thomas in the first place was, like, knowing I would be supported academically and athletically. And I think that's been huge. Like, I didn't have to sacrifice one for the other in coming here. And so then for me personally, I just, like, I've always been motivated to work hard in academics and because um, I know, like, that'll set me up for future successes. And so definitely time management is probably the biggest thing. Like, sure. I uh, any second I have free from class or basketball, it's trying to, okay, what do I need to get done? Like, try and get it done. And, of course, balance having a social life, too. Try yeah. <laughs> so I'm not always just doing homework because that's kind of lame. But, yeah, um, I might, uh, I might <laughs> partake in too much social life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got to yeah. work behind that. Uh, what's your major? Uh, biology. Biology. Oh, what do you want to do with that? Do you know? That's, I'm still figuring that out. Okay. Yeah, lots of pathways I could go. So gotcha. just trust that something will come Fun fact, we're way. all sophomores here. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sophomore connection. Yeah. That connection. We're all in the same yeah. class. Yeah, nice. You're the only non-student athlete, Carly. So oh, you guys are right. <laughs> that is a tough one. I, well, okay. I, I used to run cross-country and track, oh. and I played oh. basketball. Oh, so. okay. Solid. So you're an athlete. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Retired. Retired yeah. athlete. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this is for both of you guys moving on. Um, we'll start with Ryan. So you've watched the girls' basketball team play this season, um, go kind of far. What is something that the men's basketball program can take away from the women's success, do you think? What's something I mean, that you learned from them? Honestly, it's kind of something that we worked on a lot this offseason, but 
even last year as a freshman, we kind of saw how close the girls' basketball team was, and they all were with each other. And we that was a big thing we worked on um, this offseason coming in. It's just kind of having everyone always hang out together um, on weekends or on off days, just everyone spending time with each other and working out together. And that was the thing we saw with the girls last season, especially especially with their off-season workouts and just in their downtime on the weekends. So that's something kind of off the court that we really took from them that we admired and tried to put into our team this year. Yeah, you guys are definitely a close team. Because <laughs> yeah. I get to travel with you yeah. guys for the Final Four. and Yeah, yeah it definitely helps team chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, Kaya, what do you think the women's basketball program can take away from watching the men's team? Yeah, I think um, like we watched a lot of you guys' games. Like We had uh, your game against Oshkosh like, streaming like, one night. And I think the biggest thing, especially this season watching you guys, was like your relentless pursuit even after like you like you guys beat Augsburg, then you lose to them, and then like you lose again. But like you go on and do super well in the tournament. Like I feel like that was something that I took away is like you know our teams we don't lose that much, yeah. but like when we do, I think you guys responded super well, and so that's just something I was kind of like admiring and just like man, we got to keep that mentality of like even if you drop a game in the season, that doesn't mean anything really. Like you just got to keep like learning from it and like obviously we like to learn from wins but (laughs) sometimes those losses inspire you and ignite an even bigger fire so I think that was something especially this year you guys did awesome thank you yeah Mm -hmm. so sweet guys (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow. okay so that's enough Tommy basketball talk so let's talk March Madness did you guys make brackets I did you did did you I did it. Me either. I'm like I following forgot. it. I swear I'm following it. I just I didn't get the bracket <laughs> down this year. <laughs> okay, we'll talk Ryan's bracket then. Uh, how's your bracket looking? What not, team do you? Not well. Oh my. I only got two of the final four picks correct, so I got Michigan State and Virginia. Okay. But North Carolina was winning it all for me, so Shoot. not good for that. Not good for me. If RJ Barrett can make free throws, you know. It's, that's, uh, well, he that's over true. and we had Duke yeah. winning. Yeah. Alex had Duke winning. <laughs> well, so. I had Auburn in the final four, so <laughs> okay. that that helps oh, nice. a lot. Um, my bracket, we were talking about it earlier or, uh, on the show. My bracket was doing really well until now, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win it. Um, I think my best pick might have been Oregon in the Sweet 16, though. I had that. That was good. That is a good, good. pick. Yeah, I know you probably just filled out at the beginning Duke all the way and then always. filled out the other teams. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's a, that's a, before I fill okay. out anything, it's Duke all the way to the final. <laughs> nice, it's been like it's nice. been like that for like eight years. Like well, maybe you should twice. stop that because. <laughs> <it didn't work. laughs> Well, I, I made a mental bracket, that. and I yeah, have Virginia winning, so okay. Alex and I have a bet on that, yeah. that Virginia is going to beat Auburn, so yeah. okay, $5. See, I want Auburn, but we'll see. see. Yeah. I think everyone wants Auburn. <laughs> yeah, I have really a little connection team. to Virginia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Head coach Tony Bennett's from Green Bay. Oh, True. In okay. his family, I kind of know. So. Yeah. Oh, Dick wow. Bennett. Yeah, Dick Bennett. Oh, cool. coach at Green Bay. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win, then, if you did rank a bracket, Final Four? Who do I think is going to win? Yes. Okay. Um... I don't know. I was very impressed by Michigan State's play, especially with yeah. their point guard. Yeah, um, Cassius Winston. Yes. Very good like, player. His smarts on the court, I feel like that's an intangible thing that not every team has, like that kind of court leader. So I don't know. I think they have a good chance. But uh, Most thing, what I was impressed about Michigan State is their mental toughness. They were just, yeah. they were never phased. Never yeah. phased. And Duke this year has been a team where they haven't been phased ever either. So it's like mm-hmm. battle of the mental toughness. And yeah. Michigan State, they're a. Uh, they're a really tough team. They're like a prototypical yeah. Big Ten team, it seems like. Yeah, true. Um, I think Virginia is going to win it. Uh, Let's go. I think, uh, <laughs> but you never know because they know. also lost a 16 seed last year. That's oh. very true. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, so we'll see. I think uh, if they can slow the pace of the Auburn game down, they'll win. Mm-hmm. And um, 
A lot of people are like Michigan State in that game, but Texas Tech is is a their defense really really good defense. Yeah. This is a defense heavy Final Four. Yeah. It really is. Every team, yeah, yeah, plays great defense. Even Auburn, even though they're a fast-paced yeah, exactly. team, they still they mm-hmm. pressure. The, they get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, that's true. All right, so what are you guys' favorite all-time basketball player or basketball role model you like to watch? And if you say LeBron, that's the incorrect answer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with you, Ryan. Um. I would have to say, just recently, I I love to watch Clay Thompson and JJ Redick. Sure. I think the way, oh, yeah. especially JJ Redick, the way he sprints around in the half court, just coming off screens, ready to catch and shoot all times, is yeah. it's incredible to watch. And then, just to watch, especially when Clay Thompson gets in his hot streaks and how quick he can release the ball. Those are two guys I just love to watch play and try to take little things from their game. Yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about early in the show, the reason I'm a Duke fan is because my dad got me a J.J. Redick uh, <laughs> jersey when I was like five. <laughs> so it just started so from it just there. Started from there. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. my dad's always been a big Duke fan. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say this is a pretty classic answer for a lot of girls in Minnesota, but definitely Lindsey Whalen for sure. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just like, yeah, her playmaking ability and like just she may not look like the most athletic one out there, but she like – Again, just that kind of what we're talking about with uh, Michigan State point guard, like the game awareness and just like getting everybody involved. I think yeah. that's, I just, I've always tried to like watch her game and see like her passing and like all the little things she does that you might not necessarily see as like the flashy stuff, but it's so important and her just work ethic and then, yeah, just everything about her I've always admired. <laughs> Kali, do you have an answer? <laughs> oh gosh, no, I don't. Well, come back to me. I'll answer <laughs> that. Um, I'm going to have to say Larry Bird. Oh, geez. And, ooh, Christian Leitner. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner, I think. Or Emile Jefferson. Brian's probably the only one that – Emile Jefferson used to play center for the – It's a very odd answer. Well, because I'm – you know why? Because he was an undersized big man, and so was I. That's how I had to play. (laughs) Okay, I have an answer. This isn't from Wisconsin, Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) Just because I like his last name. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. um, That's it. Just his last name. I also really liked – uh, Michael Red. I was really, a huge Michael. Michael Red, Red was awesome <laughs> growing up in he Milwaukee. I loved him. Yeah. Um, injuries really they, mm-hmm. his career kind of, but Michael Red was one of my favorites ever. And also, I have a question for both of you. Uh, do you guys think you can handle my vast skill set in the low block? <laughs> Completely serious. <laughs> I mean, we have open gym twice a week, so if you want to show up, <laughs> All right. we'd, we'd love to well, see it. I can't play defense really, and <laughs> well, I can't dribble. But if you give me the ball low on the low block. Yeah, we, we have it right after them, then, so yeah. come join yeah. us. We'll watch oh out, gosh, for, my, watch out for my baby hook. <laughs> watch out oh, for my baby hook. That's yeah. a dangerous one. Yeah. Um, and then. Last question. Yeah. Who would win 1v1? Coach Tower or Coach Sin? Oh. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good Ooh. question. Both Tommy Legends. I can only attest from uh, Coach Tower's <laughs> point of view here, okay. but. I would, I'd have to take him with his uh, aggressiveness and willingness to win. Mm. I, I would never bet against yeah, him, so sure. I'd go with Coach Dower. I don't know. That's a tough <laughs> matchup. Coach Sin's defense. He was, like, the leading uh, – had most, like, blocks or something, yeah. I think. Really? Like steals. Second steals something, or something, yeah. Like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Coach Tower better watch out. On, I think, on um, I think like this coach, has to happen. I feel like the score would be, like, one to zero because it's just tenacity. Tenac- <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Both of them like, have that, like, yeah, hard like on Sin defense. Yeah, does not – Give an inch Got, on not defense. give up. Yeah, no, she doesn't care. No way. Yeah. That woman coaches in like five inch yeah. heels. Yeah. yeah, and just doesn't even phase her. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how she does it. Uh, we should do that charity event. Let's get that happening. I think, I think people will show up. I don't Me know. Too. All right. Well, we have a producer question that Althea, our producer, asks all of our guests. 
Yeah, so this is our third time asking it. So far, everyone has had the same answer. We're going to switch it up from <laughs> basketball to football. But oh, we want to know, is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? And there is a right answer. <laughs> yes, he is. Why? Uh, I don't think... I no mean, reason. <laughs> I'm going to go with just because of the Super Bowls and the longevity of his career. I think he could still play five more years. And, I think he wants I, mean, to. I don't think we're going to see really a downfall much in his game, especially with the way the Patriots run their offense. So. Yeah, I like Good that answer. answer. I'm going to have to agree just, like, yeah, statistically wise. Like, I don't really know how I feel about him. Like, I don't know much about his backstory or who he is as a person, so I can't speak to that. But just looking at his, like, performances in tough games, like, it's kind of unbelievable. So... I can't think of anyone else who I would <laughs> say. And instead. I don't. I'm not sure if there's an answer anymore. I think what really did it for him. I've said this before on the podcast. Was the the Falcons comeback mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. that Super Bowl? I don't think there's a another answer. Tw- down it was 24-3 yeah, in the third quarter. Was... 28-3. 28-3. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, we. I think we're what. Uh, we're three fi- for three. Or yeah, how many people five and zero. Really? Five yeah. And five and zero. <laughs> I was expecting more. Because people don't like Tom, like the people Patriots. don't like him as a person. Yeah. I feel like, but yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't really factor that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't deny how good he is. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. All right, okay. so uh, I think that's it. That is it. Wrapping up here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Today. Thank you very Appreciate much. You guys. Thank you. Wow, Alex, it was super awesome to have on Ryan and Kaya. They are great Tommy basketball players and super fun to talk to. Yeah, they really were. Now let's talk about some uh, spring sports. Yeah, we're moving uh, out of the winter season. Time yeah. to move on it's, to bigger it's a, and better things. Yeah, it's a weird time in like the sports season because we just got a spring break, and the sports are happening, but they're not far along enough exactly. to like anything consequential and to they happen. Are just barely made it outside because yes. the snow just melted. Yes, so. and they were playing in Florida and Arizona this traveling. Yeah, mm-hmm. traveling because they need to play somewhere. Should we talk about baseball first? Sure. Okay. Um, I am a big baseball fan, so I'm excited for this season. Um, Tommy Senior Henry DeCaster, he was the name named the Mayak baseball pitcher of the week last week, and uh, in his career he has 179 strikeouts and 40 walks, which is a really good ratio. Um, so we expect big things out of him. They just swept a doubleheader versus Bethel on Sunday um, while playing in snow, so that's fun. Good for them. Baseball in snow, that's great. Um, the record is 10 and three, two and zero in conference, and uh, the home opener is uh, tomorrow with. Um, versus McAllister. Good. Good. Yep. People will be covering that for Tommy Media. Yep. Um, then we have the women's softball team. They are somebody, a team to watch this year. They're ranked number four in the country right now. And they just got back from their Florida spring break trip where they went six and two for the week. The Tommy pitchers there had 38 strikeouts and just seven walks over 51 innings with um, nine earned runs allowed in the eight games in Florida. That's so. really good. It's a pretty good statistic. They started Mayak play with a two-game sweep over Bethel on Sunday, where they won both games ten to two, actually. So, yeah, I think overall, I think those ended to early too. Yeah, exactly. And then they open the home season tomorrow with another doubleheader, just like yep. the boys versus St. Ben's, and they're definitely a team to watch this yeah. spring. So I'm yeah, yeah, expect uh, big things out of them. I'm covering the game, the first head of the doubleheader tomorrow, three thirty. There's a lot of um, doubleheaders going on. That's like yeah. I feel like April is just full of that's baseball like, and softball doubleheaders. That's just how baseball. I think that's how baseball works. Really, like you just you, yeah. you can play multiple. Like you can't do that for basketball, or football. You can't exactly. play two games one day. So that's how they do it. They I think they do a lot of doubleheaders. There's definitely a ton of games coming up though. I was looking at the schedule. It's yeah. like I feel like they're playing every day. Well, they have to now that because you get pushed back exactly, because of the, the snow because we live in another St. Paul. sport like that. That's 
gotten pushed back was track and field. Sure. They just are able to start practicing, I think, this week on yep. the field. And that, the difference between baseball and track and field is um, that you can you can play in a little bit of cold. But, like, mm-hmm. the thing about the um, track is, like, the throwers and stuff, like, in the um, the javelin, you can't, like, do that in the snow. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. You can't do, like, field events in the snow either. Yeah. At yeah. All. So they're starting off this, their uh, outdoor season um, in California at an invite this weekend, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, people to watch, Eric Holst, he just won the indoor nationals for uh, weight throw. Uh, Carl Kozlowski, he's a middle distance 800-meter runner. And uh, Grace Bordson, she's an All-American High Jump Award recipient. So there's there's three big names to look out for, um, looking for them to win uh, my, some Mayak gold and hopefully national gold. Track and field, they're hosting the conference meet this year, so that'll be a big meet. I hope we cover it. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, I, I, hopefully they win it. I feel like they said it was going to be really good competition this yeah. year, and they're excited to host. So hopefully, a lot of people. I wonder come out. why we're so dominant in indoor and not outdoor, and not as dominant in outdoor. That's a good question. I have to look into that. Do you think maybe it's because we have such good indoor facilities that we can like? That's true because we I have hosted a ton of meets. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe some schools don't have outdoor or don't have indoor. indoor. Maybe. That could be something, Because they do too. have to travel, too, a yeah. lot. Hmm. I'm not sure. We'll have to. Something to ponder. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Then our men's golf team and women's golf team, they were both also gone for spring break trips. Our men played out in Palm Desert, California during spring break. And they're also ranked number 24th in the country, which is pretty good. They have a ranking. They won the Mayak Championship last fall to make it into the national tournament this May. So they're a good team to watch this spring. And then the women's golf team played in Savannah, Georgia this past week, and they will also play in a variety of spring invites this spring. Yeah, that's uh, – Tennis? Should we talk a little tennis? You went, Have you gone to the tennis matches or no? Well, so, yeah. It got yeah, canceled. It, got, it, got, it uh, turned into a scrimmage, not okay. a game. So I woke up really early um, that Saturday morning, and it turned out to be a scrimmage, so we couldn't really cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a. I don't really know a lot they, about tennis. As they I said were. Last I just time. checked the boys and girls team. I think they were on spring break on another trip. Must be nice. Oh, to just gosh, because you imagine them. You should just school. join these teams to go on spring break. Yeah, I'm gonna be a manager for one of these teams <laughs> and just like not go to school. They were playing in tournaments in South Carolina, Hilton Head, actually. Well, so. yeah. Well, you can't play outside here, so you have to exactly. go somewhere. Travel somewhere warm. So the Tommy men had two matches in a doubles tournament um, in Hilton Head, and they. They didn't do too well. They fell six to three to Union in their first opener, and then um, there, we we did win a doubles. Jordan Schneck and Zach Levine Levine won in doubles. So and a couple of boys won in singles too. So that was pretty good for them. They um, lost another contest later in the week, eight to one. So a little rough, or, but it's early on in the season. Yeah, a lot of time. So they have a lot of time to a improve. A lot of time for sure. And the women's team improved to nine and one in the season, and they're looking good too. So. All of our spring teams are going to be good to yeah. watch. Yep. Um, I'm excited for the season. Uh, I didn't really um, – wasn't able to pay attention too much to the spring sports last yeah. semester or last year, so I'm excited to be able to really cover them. Um, weather permitting. Weather permitting. <laughs> exactly. Weather permitting. Want to talk about some uh, national news? Yes. Let's talk a little national football, NFL. Sure. I mean, we, we've been gone for a while, so mm-hmm. there's, a lo- there's a lot of stuff happening. Um but it's a quiet season for the NFL. That's true. Um, teams are preparing for the draft. The trade deadline kind of quieted it down. Mm-hmm. But there's some sad news um, for the cheeseheads up in Green Bay. So sad. Our our guy, Jordy Nelson, 
retired. Yeah. From the Oakland Raiders. But he, so he's sad. basically he's always a Packer. He's basically though. a Packer. I yeah. consider him a Packer. Yeah. So he was retired after eleven seasons in the NFL. He played 136 regular season games with 88 starts during his 10 seasons with the Packers. Yeah. So he's always had a place in my heart, and he always will. And I met him one time, and I have a Jordy Nelson jersey. Oh, wow. And it's signed. So that's going to stick with me forever. Well, he's a really good player. Um, And a better man. And a better man. That's all that matters. Yeah. He was a really, really, really good player. as a Viking fan, he hurt us a lot, but I always respect. I always kind of liked him. I feel though. like a lot of people just respect him, yeah. even if you're not a Packers fan, even if you hate yeah. the Packers. He's a respected player. Yeah, like him, and like I always respect like Donald Driver. Mm-hmm. Like I always liked him, even Good though I, was, I always liked Donald Driver. So, um, even as a Vikings fan, uh, but the other probably bigger retirement in the grand scheme of things was uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. He'd been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Um, he's a big man. It gets hit a lot. So a lot of injuries. Um, I think he's only, well, how old is he, 29 or something? 30s? Yeah. Early 30s? Yeah. He's young. He's young. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's got his his top end speed has definitely been falling exactly. off over the past couple of years. He's just a big guy. When you're he's that huge. big and you catch the ball and get hit that much, like that's just, it takes a toll. I know. Um, that's sad. Gronk's always one of the most fun players to watch mm-hmm. and one of the most fun personalities, if not so, the most fun. His energy and his laughing yes. and his attitude, his dancing. Yes, of course. Everything, his his partying, it's all just hilarious. <laughs> um, but I, I really hope he joins, like, a talk show or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm sure he'll do something that yeah. requires him to stay in sports. He said he said he's not – it's not close to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Witten. Jason Witten uh, is – He's leaving his his Monday Night Football uh, announcing job and has come back to the Cowboys, wow. which shocks some people. That is. Um, I'm not sure about the move. He wasn't a great announcer, so maybe it was kind of like a like a scapegoat, just kind of come back. Um, not sure how much of a difference he's gonna make. Uh, I really like the guy. He's a good player. Um, he's one of the best of all time. Speaking of which, a lot of people since that Gronk has been retiring have been saying that he's like the greatest tight end ever. Yeah, I would say top. Five. I'd even say second best. Maybe, yeah. Um, but I think the best is Tony Gonzalez, who was a player for the Chiefs and the Falcons, played forever, and was just his stats are unbelievable. He has the most catches um, from tight ends in the history of the NFL, but he's got the second most catches ever, like between any player wow. ever. That's just ridiculous. That's so I think crazy. he's the, probably the best of all time. But Gronk's up there, tremendous talent. Probably will never see a guy like that again with his size. Size, he's huge. Yeah. Um, Tall, weighs a lot. Yeah, but that's strong. sad. Love, love sad. watching him play. I know. Poor Tom Brady. Could always rely on him. So. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and then the opening uh, opening week for baseball. This was is all this you. Best. Oh, Your yes. Your favorite thing in the world. Um, I love – opening day is a holiday, in my opinion. <laughs> Just a straight holiday. Um, no way around <laughs> it. I'm a uh, Milwaukee Brewers super fan. You're even wearing the – jersey right now yeah i'm wearing eric thames number seven jersey um but a lefty hitter for the brewers a slugger and the brewers they uh, started off hot four and one um they beat st louis took three games out of four game series and they're just so fun to watch and milwaukee's getting so excited for them i can't wait to um go back this summer and go to a do you go games. to a lot of games i do we got uh tickets for a uh, dog or bark at the park oh yeah with the yeah. dogs <laughs> yep so we're bringing my dog it's oh gonna be gosh. really fun i do see i'm not much of a baseball girl but i do like going to the games yeah. I, I won't watch it on tv of course i'll admit that but if i go to the games it's a much better atmosphere oh yeah and miller park's awesome Miller park's fun it's i think miller park is 
it's almost 20 years old now. Really? But it's like it it stood the like the test of time. Like it's still a really nice park. Mm-hmm. I love going there. Really excited to bring my dog. Um, and Do you know how cr- the twins did this weekend? Uh, Are you the, twin, not, well, just well, I think here. I think they I think they won their they series won? two okay. to one. Um, they're playing the Indians, and I think they they won two games of three, which is good. Okay. Um, the Indians are a perennial playoff team, and the Twins aren't, so that's a, that's a good uh, that's good for them. But you mm-hmm. know, they're playing um, playing in the cold. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like you have to play in the cold the at Target Fields and open open. Uh, Luckily, open park. does Miller Park close? Right. Yep. Yeah, Miller yeah. Park's got a retractable roof, which. That's good. Target Field should have. But I love Target Field. Really nice view in right field of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll hate the Twins. They're an AL team, so we don't play against them. So hope, I wish them the best of luck. But, you know, they're not as good as the Brewers. Your Brewers. Tell yeah. us about your love for Christian Yelich. Yeah, um, Christian Yelich is just fantastic. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so good at baseball. Um, and honestly, if I was a girl, I'd marry him probably. Okay, I swear every girl loves him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. He's so uh, well. I think girls like him for the looks. I just like him because um, he's just really good at baseball. Okay, that makes sense. And his <laughs> swing is amazing. Oh, his swing is just something else. Oh, and boy. <laughs> at this point, he is on track to win a um, another MV- MVP back to back. In four, ga- or let's see, in five games this year, this season, early, he has four home runs, eight RBIs, and five games. That's just out of this world number. That numbers. is crazy. He, uh, he also hit a walk-off double versus the Cardinals in Miller Park on Sunday. That was that was really cool. I did see that. I saw yes. that, yep. Um, and uh, Milwaukee's going crazy for their Brewers. Very excited for this season. Well, I hope we can talk about them next time we come on, and you can tell us a little bit how they're doing since yeah, well, the season just started. Hopefully there's a parade in Milwaukee come <laughs> October. Oh, boy. I yeah. hope High hopes. for you. High hopes. High hopes. All right. Well, I think that's all today, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on episode three of Keep the Ball Rolling. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any future guest requests of people you would like to hear on the show, let us know, and we'll see what we can do. Thanks again for listening today. For Alex Panos and Althea Larson, I'm Carly Noble. Do you have any questions about your faith? Or are you looking for fellowship with other Christians? If so, check out Crew in OEC Auditorium on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Also, if you have any questions about the Bible, we hope you can join one of our freshman, sophomore, or upperclassmen Bible studies, which meet at various times throughout the week. To learn more, reach out to us at our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at, at @TommyCrew. Crew.